welcome to the Relationship Recovery Podcast, hosted by Jessica Knight, a certified life coach who specializes in narcissistic and emotional abuse. This podcast is intended to help you identify manipulative and abusive behavior, set boundaries with yourself and others, and heal the relationship with yourself so you can learn to love in a healthy way. Hello, thank you for being here. Before we dive into this monster of a topic, I just want to give out a quick reminder that the Relationship Recovery course to understand toxic patterns and begin to create space and set boundaries in an emotionally abusive relationship or a relationship that you think may be emotionally abusive is available on my website and includes a one-on-one call with me. I also have a boundaries deep dive. If you're just looking how to create space with a toxic person so you can start to think for yourself, it's available on my website as well. Both of them are under courses, emotionalabusecoach.com and then toggle to courses. So this is a huge topic, but this comes up a lot on my one-on-one calls. This is a message that's commonly sent my DMs and sometimes I'll post a skit or something on TikTok and somebody will say, but I think I can see myself in both. A lot of us wonder if we're the abuser or we're the narcissist. And while narcissistic abuse is a type of abuse, if you are in a narcissistic abusive relationship, you are being emotionally abused. I'm going to refer to the toxic person as the narcissist in this episode. So if you need to sub out the word narcissist with abuser every single time or narcissist with toxic person or narcissist with whatever in order to be able to hear the message, don't let those words confuse the message. The message is the message. Okay. So how do you know that you're not the narcissist? In a toxic relationship, you might wonder or you might or even the narcissist might have tried to tell you that you are. And usually this comes when you try and express your feelings. So you might say, I'm realizing that we have this toxic behavior in our relationship or like, you know, it really like every fight you tend to scream at me or yell at me and you rage. And I just, it keeps going that way. You may constantly hear, no, I don't. Or you do that. Or the problem is that you talk to me when it's not a good time. Or you, no, you're the abusive one. If you didn't do what you did, we wouldn't have issues. If you didn't say what you said, we wouldn't have issues. Regardless of what they say, all of their responses are going to include no accountability and just blame. I did a podcast episode with Paul Cagliotti from the Love and Abuse podcast months ago. On the podcast, he did what I now refer to as the Paul test. We were talking about, how do I know I'm not the narcissist? And he said, well, Jessica, what if I said to you, during this podcast, I think you've been quite abusive towards me. You have been really rude. My feelings are really hurt. And I'm just sort of taken aback by your behavior. 
And he said, what, what would you say if I said that? And I said, Paul, my heart is literally pounding. Like, I know you're, I know why you're asking me this because you want me to be like, is it, you know, did I? And he was like, that would be your first response, right? Did I? Yeah. That makes you not the narcissist. Having that awareness, the ability to look inside, the ability not to hurt or not to want to hurt, to feel remorse if you did hurt, that shows you're not the narcissist, right? So if you're listening to this and in your relationship, there's been a time or a moment where someone has said to you, you're hurtful. No, you're the abuser. If you didn't do all of these things, then there would be no reaction. This is your fault. Why can't you just let things go? And your response is, did I? What can I do to make it better? You're not the narcissist. Somebody can be abusive. They can have narcissistic traits dozens of narcissistic traits without being a diagnosed narcissist. If you've been here for a while, you know that a lot of narcissists are not diagnosed because a narcissist doesn't think that they have a problem. If a narcissist was to be diagnosed, they would have to go to therapy and say, I don't feel empathy. I feel different. I don't process feelings. If you listen to the episode I did with Lee Hammock, he literally says that. He was like, my wife called me a narcissist. I Googled it. And I was like, oh shit, this is me. After telling her, I know you're the narcissist. And then he went to therapy and realized that he has never felt like sadness or empathy or all of these things for people that like in his life, you know, like that's self-awareness, right? But there are not many people who will do that. Most people will say, no, it's not me because it, truth, it's going to be way too freaking hard to work on it, but whatever. Right. But we need to get out of our heads that a narcissist isn't defined by an NPD diagnosis. Somebody could have dozens of narcissistic traits and they will be abusing you. One thing I like to remind people that even though they might not know if they're a narcissist. They might not know if it's a sociopath. They might not know if it's just emotional abuse. At the end of the day, the labels don't matter. If you're unhappy, if you're struggling, if you don't feel like you can be in this relationship anymore, if you are losing yourself, if you've been isolated, that's enough. All of that is more than enough. So I imagine that the answer of, if you're wondering if you're a narcissist, you're not, isn't enough to help you move on. So let me go through. I believe I have, I believe I have six reasons why you are not the narcissist. And so if the reason of you're not a narcissist because you're asking yourself, am I a narcissist? Just kind of goes right over your head and out the window or you hear it and then another fight happens and the other person calls you a narcissist and then you go right back to that cycle. Let's get more specific. The first thing I want to touch on is that you likely want to educate yourself on relationships, how to handle things in relationships. You want to grow. You want to ask yourself what you can do better. 
You likely read everything you can to understand why your partner does what they do and how they think the way that they think and why they think the way that they think. And narcissists will not do this unless they're trying to prove you're wrong and that you're the problem. They won't think anything they did was wrong. The problem will always be you. They're fine. You need the fixing. A narcissist will also not see a therapist or a coach. If you are wondering if you're the narcissist, you're likely terrified and you've sought out this podcast to start, but this is probably not the first place you've gone. So there's this. You may have reached out to a coach. You may be following Instagram accounts. You are trying to understand, am I the narcissist? And if I am, am I seeing it clearly? And if I'm not, how do I know that they are? A person that reaches out for help is a healthy person. They understand that there's room to grow and they're willing to create space for that. A narcissist won't. And if they do, they will likely critique and judge the coach or the therapist. And if they start to realize that the therapist is onto them. So for example, in my work, if somebody just takes no accountability for anything, you know, even in these toxic situations, accountability can sound like, and he continued to yell and scream at me. And I stood there and I just took it and then I walked away and then like, I couldn't walk away. And then when I did, you know, I really wanted to create space for myself, but instead I went and I made brownies because I thought he would just like calm down if I would like focus on something else. And then like, obviously he gets the real experience, you know, brownies. And it's a silly example, but like the accountability is I didn't really stand up for myself. I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself. And then I kind of did something that I knew would make him happy to get off my back. Right. So accountability can sound different. It's not, I egged him on because that's not the truth. So a narcissist will start to reveal themselves to a coach or a therapist. And just a reminder, you can enter narcissist toxic person, abuser, they're all the same in this podcast. You could just sub out the name. But if I start noticing toxic behavior in somebody, and if there's just like absolutely no inward thinking, I call it out. Another reason to know that you're not the narcissist is you likely struggle with anxiety and self-doubt in and out of the relationship. A relationship with a narcissist or a toxic person will leave you traumatized. You'll be cycling between wanting to talk to them and the pain of no contact. When you're healing, it will likely hurt more and the thought of seeing them will be terrifying. Their social media will be extremely triggering to you. It might even feel like a relapse. It is common to check second guess yourself. It is common to want to work on yourself after a breakup and to look at the past and to see what you could have done differently and who you are and who you became in that relationship. Narcissists are deeply, deeply insecure to their core and they usually act in one of two ways. False happiness, if they have a new supply, and the new supply does not always have to be a relationship. It could be something else. 
the supply for my ex was a dog and their fitness that they were fully capable of taking care of in the relationship, but chose to blame me every single time that it slipped. Second is anger. If you left them, there's going to be a lot of anger. There's going to be resentment. There's going to be blame. There's going to be a smear campaign. That's how they handle the relationship when it's over. When you're likely spending a lot of time in the relationship, out of the relationship, trying to figure out that you can be better and working through your anxiety. You know you're not a narcissist if you can apologize genuinely. That doesn't mean that the apology will be easy. It doesn't mean that it's easy for you to be vulnerable, but you still do it. You've probably apologized for more than you'll ever need to in this relationship. You probably have also apologized for normal or healthy behavioral patterns. A narcissist doesn't apologize. If they do, it will sound like, I mean, it basically sounds like an apology without any accountability. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Sorry for everything I did. Sorry for everything. There's no apology that you'd accept. Can't you tell I'm sorry? Do any of those sound like an actual apology? A narcissist will also not be listening to this podcast. They would laugh at it. They'd laugh at everything I had to say. They would be like, this girl just needs to nitpick everything. And when you're not a narcissist, you likely might be feeling validated right now. The last thing I want to touch on is the idea of past relationships. Now, this is one that I see a lot of people get hung up on. They'll say things like, well, you know, I had an abusive past or I grew up in a really tough home and I've had a lot of toxic relationships. Like I just, it seems to be this like place of vulnerability. There are so many reasons why you might have had tough relationships. And you might notice that you blame a lot of your exes for things that have happened. There's likely a chance that a lot of your exes were crappy and that they did behaviors. But I think a lot of us can look back at those past relationships and say, you know, I really wish that I was able to see the patterns and call them out and see the person for exactly who they were. And I left. I really wish that I, when I saw that I was in love with their potential, I didn't stick to that. I turned around and I ended it and didn't hurt either of us any further. Or, you know, I was compromising a lot of my values and I didn't even know what my values were. So I stayed in it and it was really painful and I could have saved myself a lot of pain. All of those examples, while it is putting some blame on the other person, is also taking a lot of personal responsibility for our role in the relationship. And now the narcissist will blame all their exes, but they will also not take any accountability. You'll also notice that the same patterns that they have in relationship, the same way that they blame, likely happens in all of their relationships, whether it's friendships, family, work. My ex used to blame me for everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Like I used that workout example earlier. 
that was ridiculous. Like it was like four days after the breakup, I went to go get some stuff and he was like, well, I've lost four pounds already. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, just actually able to focus on my fitness now. And I was like, well, you could have done that during the relationship. I saw you literally one day a week. So anyway, something I noticed was that this happened across the board. And a lot of it was related to his own laziness and his own inability to get out of his own way. And so I saw it with family. I saw it with friends and I saw it at work. He got manic at work. And luckily he worked from home, but if he had to go in every day, I think it would have been a big, a big thing. You know, his friends would drop some lines sometimes about anger, about rage. And I just wouldn't, um, I guess I, I didn't really hear it, but it was always blame on other people and it would be followed up with, but you know, it's just for the better, for the better for both of us. But when you look back at it, I'm like, wait. Is this that, is that just a way that they were able to escape true accountability and actually change their behavior? With a narcissist, you, you'll likely see the mask fall at one point. So they'll be able to hold it up in a lot of these areas. They'll be able to keep it on at work. They'll be able to keep it on with their friends. But there's always a time that it falls. It's never 100%. Nobody can be that perfect at something even a narcissist. So you may have patterns, you know, you may have relational issues. All of that might be true. You may have grown up in an abusive home. You might've had a slew of toxic relationships. You might have been the toxic person in a past relationship. I know that I've been, but I also made it my goal to change those patterns before I ever got into another relationship. I've stayed in relationships too long. It doesn't make me a narcissist. So I hope that this was helpful and gave you some more content to chew on in relationship to this topic. This topic is literally one of the things that will keep people in abusive relationships. And I hope that that's not you. But if you need support, you can find me on Instagram at Emotional Abuse Coach by email at jessica at jessicanightcoaching.com or on my website, emotionalabusecoach.com. And I hope this is helpful. And if you need anything, you always can reach out.